0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Being Wednesday, our Wealth with Purpose finance expert, Alex Cook, back for Ask Alex. Alex, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Alex, we were unpacking some thoughts last week on Christians, our working life. Uh, today, a bit of a focus on investment and investing for the future we started talking about some of these things but let's get into uh, our working lives Uh, some of us are going to end our working life with a little Uh, some of us are going to end our working life with a lot and uh, there's a question in all of this how much is too much to end our working (laughs) life with
0: Absolutely. Look, it's it's a classic question. And of course, when people come and see me as a financial advisor, one of the things is, you know, how much do I need, etc. cetera. Um, so let me give, I guess, a bit of a framework for people to think about. Um, and some of these are... Uh, I guess, industry figures and industry stats just so people understand what it is, you know, the cost of living. Um, Because most people in my experience, when they come and see a financial planner, don't really know how much they need or how much life costs. Um, So there's been a lot of industry research and uh, basically the consensus is that uh, for a couple, you need about $40,000 per annum to sort of get by. Core modest or basic living. To be a bit more comfortable, they say about sixty-two thousand uh, dollars per annum for a uh, for a couple. And, of course, as a financial planner, what I've witnessed over the years is huge variations in that. Some people, depending on their working life and the kind of expectations and the environment they grew in, will want more than that. And and, and others can – and I've seen some pastors live amazingly frugally uh, on even less than, than that, around $30,000 a year. So there's a, a wide range. And in one sense, there's no right or wrong. But the question I'd put out to listeners is to think through – what does retirement look like for you? Um, And as people who have listened to our program over the year, I don't really believe in retirement in the Western world sense. I believe that as a Christian, we we run our race to the very end uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be doing paid employment to, to the end, uh, but merely that you live uh, life on purpose. Now, whether that's in a paid job that you feel God's leading you into, or whether it's to, to finish work and to go and do other things that you feel God is leading you into, that's how we should be thinking, you know, getting up each day on purpose, rather than to think about building up some giant nest egg to live off and just to travel, which Let's... is, I unfortunately how too many think about it.
1: Let's assume uh, that uh, we're talking today to people in their middle years and uh, for Mm -hmm. some not necessarily thinking about retirement and as you say, as the Christian goes, uh, there may not be a biblical foundation for even retiring. Things might change but uh, retirement in the way that we're sold that as a marketing technique may not be the way the Christian ought to see that. But What about the current environment that we're in, Alex? I mean, things are changing. Uh, There's discussion about, you know, inflation next year and wages going up. No doubt that means the cost of living living rising. So uh, the current economic environment, what are your thoughts for what's happening today?
0: Yeah, look, there's obviously a couple of challenges, and the big one that most of us face is the fact that interest rates are at record lows and have been for quite some time. So for someone who is in their more latter years of their working life or in retirement, you're worried about, is your investments going to generate enough money, uh, enough income to live off? And then for those who are younger, you're thinking about, well, if I want to borrow and buy a house... Um, you know I have to borrow huge amounts of money at record low rates and then I'm run the risk that if rates rise I'm going to get myself into trouble So that's one big issue. Uh, of course the other issue as you rightly mentioned is inflation which is a big problem over in the US and uh, you know inflation's over 5% per annum there at the moment uh, and of course that could creep in here now the, the million dollar question is is that inflation that's going on there sort of transitory or is it temporary or is it going to last a while because if it's going to last a while then more than likely, you would expect that central banks will, will raise interest rates, which is will have, a, a, I guess, an effect of slowing down the economy, potentially making house prices start to fall uh, and so forth. So there's all these potential uh, compounding effects. But I think, uh, to me, there are some reasons why in this environment we should be quite cautious obviously unemployment is starting to rise particularly with what's going on at the moment with all these vaccine mandates and things like that so there's all that kind of stuff going on um the government has made it very clear that their intention is to bring in lots of immigrants into australia uh, and that will likely suppress wages because in theory um uh, wages should be rising if there's, you know, if there's labour shortages, which is what the um, what are the big corporates are saying. But the government, particularly New South Wales, has said they want to bring in two million immigrants in the next five years and that will suppress wages. So there might not be a lot of wages growth uh, going forward. Um, certainly from my perspective, I've never seen an environment quite so challenging. You know, asset prices like shares and real estate look really expensive and bonds and, and, and uh, bank deposits pay nothing. So my my message to people is to adopt a biblical approach to this uh, and and the biblical approach is a, is a great passage in Ecclesiastes verse uh, chapter 11 verse 2 it says invest in seven ventures yes in eight because you do not know what disaster may come upon the land now what that's simply saying is you know don't put all your eggs in one basket uh, diversify uh, and so that way you can pre- prepare to ride out any stormy weather that we see in the economy and indeed with your investments as well
1: Okay, taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might have a question to run by. Alex Cook having heard his uh, take on what is the current investment environment. 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call. Shelby is in Brisbane. Hi, Shelby. Welcome.
2: Hello, Neil. Hello, Alex. How are you going? Very well. What are your thoughts, Good, Shelby? Yeah, mate. Look, um, I've invested in a number of things, Um, uh, I've been a car salesman over my life as well, um, and um, not only did I uh, sell for you know Zups and Motorama and different companies in Brisbane, but I uh, also so, had bought and sold cars from the very first car I ever owned, um, and uh, I've just sold a couple recently of my own. I got a collection of about 20 odd cars. Um, I do you know still dabble in you know, you know uh, the automotive stuff. That's my hobby, uh, and uh, okay, anyway, a car
1: collector, but, Shelby. Yep. What's the question yep, here?
2: But I've invested um, as well in Bitcoin in the past. Now I've done okay, um, and I, I can't remember the actual thing. I had a guy that was looking after me, computer stuff, um, and um, he was um, you know doing it all for me. Um, but it was one of the uh, Bitcoin uh, you know, wallets that you have. Um, but I'm curious to know whether you've got any clue. There's a couple of other ones. So independent Reserve is one that uh, we used in Australia with Bitcoins. Um, but I don't know if you know Bitcoin um, It, it is, I've done well out of it. I've done well out of even Orica that had Dual XGH sellers, and all the rest of the brands. Um, but what would you be suggesting at this point of stage? Um, i like to buy low and sell high like everybody does. (laughs) Mm. But what would you be suggesting at this point, Alex, um, in anything that you think is a good thing at the moment?
0: Alex? Yeah, look, it's a a good question. This one has come up quite a bit over the program about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. Um, Look, like yourself, I know people who have done well out of it. Uh, I confess to being somewhat of a crypto-sceptic. The technology itself... Uh, Is very interesting, you know the blockchain technology, and I think that's something that'll be around for a while. But the actual cryptocurrencies themselves, um, many of them are are just what I would call a scam. You know, there's lots and there's thousands of them now, and many will just go to zero. Uh, Some of the bigger ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum and things like that, they may well survive. Um, But I, I I guess, sound like to sound a sort of word of warning here to people that they are very speculative. Uh, They're extremely volatile, Uh, and even though they're at record highs at the moment. Um, To me, the main reason people buy them, and this is what makes me nervous, is they tend to buy them because they want it to go up. So they're not buying it for a sort of a rational investing reason or a, a, a good case. They're buying it just because it's going up. And to me, that's buying to the whole speculative nature. And and look, you know, the Bible warns us about greed and so forth. And so we've got to be really careful to sort of check why we're doing things, making sure we really understand the, the basis for it and so forth. Um, so if there are listeners thinking about these cryptocurrencies, I'd just say just to be very cautious. Uh, be, you know, if you are going to allocate money, to them allocate tiny tiny amounts to it as in small percentages so that you're not putting yourself into any vulnerable position uh, and making sure you have all your emergency funds and all those sort of things in place before you go speculating in crypto because i do think it is a a high risk area even though it's very popular at the moment and there's new etfs exchange traded funds about to be listed in australia for crypto and things like that so it's a it's a gathering trend but i wonder if it's more of a fad than a long-term thing so it'll be interesting to see um uh, although in saying that, the central banks are going down the path of these digital currencies. So the technology, I think, is here to stay. But I think people need to be very careful about what they're buying and making sure they understand why they're doing it.
1: Shelby, thank you so much for your call. one 316 316 There's time to take another call or 2 one 1-800-316-316. Come back to Investing, Alex. Uh, We were talking about a biblical approach to investing. You were saying seven ventures, even eight, and that's a biblical approach. Diversity there is a good thing. Perhaps uh, crypto might even be a part of that diversity. As you say, though, don't risk everything. But what about what you might be thinking, how you prepare uh, for investing for the future? Because there's a lot of Christian thinking that says, oh, I don't have to worry about investing for the future. Uh, Jesus is coming back tomorrow so why would I invest for the future now now, just bring that in because uh, this is obviously something we talk about uh, for mm. an end times scenario and it's mm. very biblical what are your Absolutely. thoughts on preparation here
0: yeah look I think we should always be prepared and um, we should always be prepared for the, the future and look I tend to take the view that when we're looking at what's going on in the world at the moment it certainly feels very end timesy. Um, but I think the danger of getting going too much down that thinking is that we forget the mission and and the purpose for which we're here. You know, it's very important that yes, we are in the end times and we can see the world, you know, falling apart in many ways, particularly in the Western culture. Um, But that's, really an opportunity for us to step forward and to shine the light as believers uh, and to win the lost and so forth. So if we then bring that into the context of money and investing, well, what does that mean? It means we've got to use our money in ways that are really purposeful. So using your money and and the biblical concepts here, you know, concepts like saving and so forth are very relevant. We save so that we can can do useful things with it, whether it's funding kingdom activities uh, and so forth. So to me, it's about having and as you know, the name of our ministry is Wealth with purpose so wealth in in the bible is never painted as a negative it's just painted as being potentially dangerous if we fall in love with it that's the real danger of money and so we need to say well how can i use the wealth i've got in a really purposeful way what can i invest in to grow it sensibly you know and not speculatively Um, but use it in a way that's purposeful we're not here to accumulate wealth we're here to glorify god And so it's trying to find that balance between using your money and sensibly growing it for the future and for key purposes, both for your family and for others, as well as uh, acknowledging the fact that we've got to uh, use it to sow into things that are going to last forever, because we know that Jesus will return, and uh, it feels like it's getting clo- You know, it's getting closer every day. Um, we've got to be mindful of that and use our money accordingly.
1: So, coming back to what we began to talk about at the start of our conversation, uh, the question: How much is too much? Alex, a mission purpose in mind, Uh, Christian believers uh, wanting to follow God, wanting to do those right things, wanting to have a certain sense of generosity and sometimes doubtful about how much we may be able to be generous with because we're not necessarily aware of how much we need. So uh, navigating that balance, how do you like to talk to people about balance here?
0: Mm, that's a great point. And to me, there's a tension that we'll always live with as a Christian between um, giving and, and giving our money away, as we should, uh, and then, of course, having money and acquiring it for, our, for ourselves and for our future retirement. Um, so to me, the the one of the, and one of the discussions I've had, and I had this recently with a Christian couple, whereby we were talking about retirement and how much they needed, and the husband sort of set off the cuff. He said, oh, we'll have to lower our giving because, you know, we won't have paid employment. And my my sort of discomfort with that is that we want to be able to maintain our giving and continue to live generously through retirement and through to the end. Um, so when you're planning your long-term finances and so forth you don't want to get to retirement and then all of a sudden have to start switching off all the organizations that you start giving to or that you have been giving to um, we want to be able to maintain those and continue that so you should factor that into your planning and factor it into how much you need you know if you as a couple need you know 50 grand a year to live off and you're already at, currently you're giving five to ten grand away Why not find a way to keep being able to do that? And that may, maybe that means working a bit longer. Maybe it means working part time on the side whilst you're uh, retired, you know, just having a part time job to be able to keep living generously. There's all sorts of things we can do to uh, continue to fulfill our responsibility as believers and being obedient to God to live generous lives. Um, And that shouldn't stop because we retire.
1: And a quick thought or two as we wrap things up today, uh, sometimes we're conservative with the way we think about being generous or even conservative in the way that we might take a risk in investing. Is there a Christian way, a biblical way of thinking about how you might approach the risks that are there in investing. And, of course, with the risk comes reward, uh, often great reward. So uh, thoughts here on risk, Alex?
0: Yeah, so with this risk here, one of the, the biggest risks when people retire is uh, what we call inflation risk. We refer to it in the industry as the silent killer. And... Um, And it's the risk that your capital gets eroded um, as as you go through retirement because the cost of living pretty much doubles every 20 years. So if you're listening to this and you're 65 and you think, I want to retire now, well, you need to continue to grow your wealth in retirement, but in particular, grow your income. So this is the expression we use with clients, and that is you want to create a growing income stream. And what I mean by that is let's say you own a property, you wanna, as an investment property, you wanna keep increasing the rent every year because that's creating a growing income stream. Likewise with shares, you wanna buy companies where the dividends increase every year. That way you have a growing income stream. Now by having this growing income stream sort of mentality and approach to investing that enables you to continue to do the things that you want to do and particularly keep our giving going Um, if you go and put all your money in the bank and keep it really conservative hoping that it'll never you know never lose any value then in reality you're losing value every year by inflation as i say inflation is the silent killer so we need to keep a growing income stream so that we can fund ourselves in retirement and fund the kingdom activities uh, that God puts on our hearts.
1: Good stuff, Alex Cook, always informative every week. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose. You can find Alex, connect with him at wealthwithpurpose.com. There's also all sorts of free resources there. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter. There's even an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email if you have a question on Ask Alex. Alex Cook, great insight as always. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020.